Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I said that in the wrong order, but you know what I meant. My name is Rob, and this is The Curated Culture. It's a podcast about many things, about life, about liberty, politics, video games, world news, gadget reviews, and everything in between. I want to thank you also very much for pressing play or download on this episode. I am joined to my left, as always, by me. Hey, Maria, red one, Maria. Hey, I figured I would lead in with my regular, normal government this time because I usually plug the socials like two or three times throughout the show. Right. So I'm. I, I think just for this episode, maybe we'll try it. I will see how it goes, how I feel about it. Maybe next episode I'll I'll return to Robbie Diesel, but this episode I'm gonna be Rob. I I don't know. I feel like they just have to go together because they both have Maria in them. Yeah. Like, my name's Maria. Yeah. You can follow me. Yeah. Red one, Maria. Yes, this is true. You're it's, like a double agent. Yeah, it's like. It's like those commercials that repeat the same thing, like the phone number 52 times, so you remember. Yeah, or what was that? We were watching that uh, Corey Kinjan video, head on, applying directly to your forehead. <laughs> exactly. That's the strategy I'm going with. Nice. It, it's an excellent strategy, uh, if I must say so myself. Uh, so, again, welcome, guys. If uh, if you're new to this podcast, I am very sorry for what you're about to experience over the next hour or so. If you are familiar, then uh, you you know this is this is usually a train wreck most of the time. But <laughs> you have fun. Yeah, we have fun. We learn a few things here and there, and um, this is going to be. I don't want to say jam packed. That sounds really cliche. And in in my mind, it could be jam packed, but realistically. We might run out of things to say halfway through, so. <laughs> you never if? know where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never know where it's going to go. We have, like, the least amount of direction, I think, ever. I got my notes, and there's a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about, and there's no particular order at all. So I'm just going to jump right into it with uh, with the lead topic because, you know, this is something that we always end up touching on at some point during the, the lifetime of this show. And um, people people are dicks. People are rude. <laughs> that's people what we, we, we get out of this show? I mean, yeah, that's one of the things, you know, <laughs> people are dicks. We love Comic Cons. I never know how to properly transition between topics or subjects. So yeah, that's uh that's the one that's one of the key takeaways from this show is that okay, people yeah. are dicks. And I wanted to say that just largely because there's one person in particular this week that proved exactly how big of a dick he is and that one person and it comes it comes off the heels of like our first show back i actually said something moderately nice about this gentleman like oh he actually agreed with one of our favorite people in in terms of uh you know 
political views. And then he just had to go and run it right into the ground. I'm, of course, referring to the giant Texas-sized dick, (laughs) (laughs) Ted Cruz, and his family. Uh, If you are unaware, if you have been uh, living under a rock or somewhere warm, at least for the last week with uh with electricity and water know, with electricity and non-bursting pipes uh texas is going through it right now actually most of the south is going through it um a lot of places further south have been getting battered over the last week with uh record low temps uh record snowfall and f- um just getting destroyed weather yeah Yeah, freezing temps and things like that texas is uh is getting hit the hardest right now though um there's been again pipes that are bursting um freezing temps which is is causing people to lose power uh to lose electricity there was a few people who were you know online uh talking about going on their third and fourth day of not having power and when you're down south, you know, these are not things that you're equipped to deal with at all. Yeah, they this don't is... have the the fleet of snow plows and uh, the things that us northern people are used to. Salt, salt trucks. trucks. Yeah. Copious amounts of salt on the road. <laughs> uh, but yeah. damn, their roads are nice, though. And their power grid yeah. uh, was not equipped to handle no, it was not any kind of emergency in that in that way. Yeah, and and we'll get into that in in just a little bit. But I guess the the first thing that I want to talk about is you know again, um, Ted Cruz and, and his family kind of cutting tail and planning a, a a weekend getaway, not necessarily a weekend getaway uh, to Cancun, right. while the rest of the state of Texas just kind of sits and suffers. And it's not really shocking or surprising at all, uh, but it kind of is, though. You know, like, you're a senator from this this great state, and this is, like, your moment to shine, right? Like, if, if ever, I, in my mind, if ever there was a time for Ted Cruz to step up and go, the party is in disarray right now. This is this is my and even though he's completely batshit crazy right now, too, you know, you think of how uh, Rudy Giuliani was like America's mayor during 9-11. And I'm not equating these two things at all. But if ever there was a time for Ted Cruz to step up and say, like, I want to be somewhat presidential, I want to look like a leader, this would have been that time. It just would have been easy to do. You know, you have people hurting, suffering, dying. Uh, and and it's like horrible. And even pretending you care. But that's like first world problems. Like that didn't even cross his mind. That's what I think happened. It was like, no, I didn't. it didn't cross his mind. He's not losing sleep. He's going to go chaperone his fam at, in Cancun because they have power and sun and little drinks with umbrellas in them. Warm weather. You know, it, it's just, yeah, you would you would think someone would have 
the capacity for just a tiny bit of empathy to say, hey, let's reschedule the Cancun trip. Right. Well, I think it's not even, according to him, it was already pre-planned. But uh, Or maybe, uh, go fam, I I'll gotta stay. stay here. Right, right. That would have been the right thing to do. There was somebody from within the cruise's inner circle <laughs> that leaked a text thread, though, where they had actually planned to go because of what was happening. Like, and that in in and of itself just kind of speaks to the type of people that that they are. I get it. I I totally understand it. We ourselves have been in a somewhat similar situation. There was a nasty ice storm that rolled through majority of Michigan like five or six years ago. We lost power in our house for four days. Was it four? It might have been a little bit longer, but right around there. Yeah, I I feel like it was four days because I remember the store at at the time the there was a AT&T store that I was working at that had didn't have power for a week. Right. And I know our power came back on uh well before the store regained power, but nonetheless, we lost power. <clears throat> it was insanely cold in our house. We slept by Well, it was like 20 below like outside. Right. I mean, it wasn't it was compounded. Yeah, it it was freezing. We had to sleep in front of our gas. Thank God we had one a gas fireplace because no electricity. Yeah. <laughs> and that kept us moderately warm, but not not the best, so we ended up kind of house hopping until our power came back on. Thank God our pipes or anything like that didn't burst. Uh thank God we didn't you know, suffer any major losses, no sickness, no illness, anything like that. But it is a very, very um, frustrating, uncomfortable situation to be in, not knowing. It's not like, you know, a thunderstorm rolls through and your power gets knocked out for a couple hours. Like having to go days without it is a game changer. And again, to see that an entire state is going through this and then knowing that you're in this position of privilege where you can just kind of get up and leave is, is kind of startling to me that 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 was that was even the option, you know, instead of using, you know, your 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 platform to maybe say, hey, uh, we got this new president. We don't see eye to eye, but let's test his metal. I'm going to reach directly out to him and ask him to help my state specifically my state you don't even have to talk about georgia or louisiana or florida wherever else any of this weather is 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 affecting people no you don't even necessarily have to do that you can be selfish in that sense we'll allow you to be selfish in that sense could have easily reached out and said hey help texas we need help and he didn't instead he continued to let his family Playing a getaway to Cancun, left, and then once a shitstorm rolled through, you know, national media and social media, he's like, oh, well, you know, I, I was only planning to stay for the weekend, and then that changed to, uh, I was just chaperoning my family to make sure that they got there safe, and I was going to come back. Well, you know that 
uh i don't know i forget what airline i think it's united they're uh they're doing an investigation on who leaked his uh flight plans oh really yeah and i'm thinking well karma leaked his flight plans right (laughs) do you do you know what i mean like yeah like karma did like you you know if you want to go to cancun in the situation and in the predicament that you're in in a position where these people voted you into that place and you leave for cancun karma uh leaked your flight plans karma brought you back brother you know what it reminds me of And, and i was i was talking to a friend on twitter about this too it reminds me and i can't remember the specific scenario or why it happened but it reminds me of the time another republican <laughs> let's just throw that out there uh but governor chris christie of new jersey do you remember when he closed the beaches and then went and spent the entire day on the beach i don't remember i probably blocked that out that? yeah it kind of it reminds me of that same thing like you know nothing nothing is is too good nothing is is sacred to them uh and and i always i always thought that that was kind of funny but i mean moving on just so that we don't spend forever talking about ted cruz and his shadiness uh, my next question at least to you or my thought is um do you think that having a better or having some better infrastructure in Texas or even in the South could have helped prevent this. Yes. Because as, as I led in at the beginning of this discussion, we live in Michigan. We are constantly subjected to, um, you know, sub-zero temps. Nasty weather. Extreme cold. <laughs> yeah, just nasty. Like, why it would swings. You, why would you purposely choose to live here kind of weather? And, you know, if you want a little bit of everything, you get it. Yeah, if you like seasons. <laughs> the sampler platter of seasons. Yeah, it, but I don't, I don't ever really see, unless it is like crazy, I don't really see or hear that much about, you know, power massive power outages or and this, well this here's, storm that rolled through it wasn't like a you know i hate sounding like i'm comparing the two but it wasn't like like a midwest winter storm it it didn't seem like it was too outrageous well texas is on its own grid because it was trying to scoot out of uh regulations okay. so okay they wanted not to be a part of I I don't know the specific names of it, but the grids that power the rest of the United States, they're like their own entity so that they could scoot away from these regulations and do their own thing and pinch or skim money. You know, mm. you get the the great value grid <laughs> the and then when you get the grid. huge storm and then you wonder why it didn't work so well. Right. Or that it totally collapsed. And that's why. Again, you know who uh, who came there? Karma. Right. Rolled right on through. But, you know, and, and it's unfortunate that the entire state had to pay uh, for those decisions that obviously right. weren't made primarily by the, <clears throat> the same people who voted 
uh, for him specifically. I just, I, I can't help but wonder, you know, what kind of role, and this is something that, you know, some of the more progressive, uh, Democratic, even Republican, per, if that makes sense, progressive Republican candidates have kind of been hinting on like, yo, we need to seriously consider reworking the infrastructure in the U.S. And this is one of those things where you kind of see uh, climate change coming into effect, yeah. which a lot of people have been denying for so long, like it has been years and years and years since the South was hit by any sort of winter weather like this. You know, this is generally a, a more warmer, mild climate area. And, um, you know, snowstorms and ice storms and extreme weather like this doesn't come by very often. And I say all that to say, you know, we see in the summer here... Our temps are, are rapidly increasing, like it's getting hotter in the summer here. Right. And then we're now seeing the adverse effect of that in the south where it's getting colder in the winters there. It's just more extreme to one side or the other anymore. And that's essentially what climate change is. Right, right. Is uh, And I'm hoping that this is enough to maybe finally open the eyes of those deny. No. I know you're no. shaking your head already like the people that deny that climate change is a thing like they use is, that exact example to, to say it's not oh well now we got winter storms in Texas global warming no I think not <laughs> I think not I know but and, that, and that's the thing like even the, the more educated people the people who have been around this and seen this and have studied this for a while aren't referring to it as global warming anymore. It's simply being referred to as climate change. There is a climate change issue happening right now. And people still go, oh, in the summer is hot. In the winter, it gets cold. So where's your climate change? It's always been that way. Ugh. There was a very major event in the uh, in the space travel sphere. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you read about this? So, I watched a little bit of it actually. Oh, you watched it? I didn't. I didn't watch. You know the whole thing, but yeah, I caught a piece of the live stuff. A little snippet. Yeah. A smidgen. So there's a NASA rover called uh, Perseverance. Which launched from some, I think, somewhere in Florida, the Gulf of Florida, something like that, way back in July of last year, 2020. And uh, it took seven months to get there, but it finally touched mm -hmm. down. It's like on, you driving. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it takes me seven years to get from Florida to here. Uh, it finally touched down on Mars. And uh, right after it landed, it sent a photo back mm -hmm. to uh, back to Earth. And I thought that was really, really cool and really interesting. And it, it is slowly but surely kind of paving the way for eventually um, human travel to Mars. Right. Yeah. Th that photo came back in 4K. Really? Yeah. It was high resolution. I didn't read about and, that. And, uh, well, I had, I don't know where I read it, but 
um, what they did is they took those collection of photos and kind of made it like a panoramic, so it looked kind of like a video. Okay. Uh, kind of cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they were explaining the reason why they couldn't take the video is because of the the upload speed <laughs> from Mars. <laughs> Imagine that is bad. I Must don't know. Be using AT AT and T. Uh yeah no 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 somebody somebody was talking about it um about how long it takes for light and essentially data to travel to Earth from Mars so so instead you know for them to get information you know fairly quickly they would just send the pictures mm-hmm. high resolution though this time I was pretty impressed I was like wow you know it's not like the Grainy pixelated bits that that I'm picturing. Right, yeah, <laughs> the the blurry, the blurry photos. Like, that rock looks like an alien face. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, uh, so we had a couple years ago, we had scientists make the discovery that there were at some point traces of water on Mars. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that that could be a potential hint at um, life on Mars. And we know that our um, our space travel ambitions are being um, accelerated, essentially, thanks to a lot of privatized uh, space travel, space missions. Elon Musk with SpaceX. And then soon, eventually, Jeff Bezos with his Blue Origin um space travel uh the guy from virgin mobile yeah, yeah he's richard bronson yes. i believe yeah yeah i, I think he's i think he's still in the mix somewhere and it, it's it's uh it's it's getting really really interesting and so much so that i'm curious how long you think it'll be before we actually finally send people to mars oh man it would I would hope. It, I mean, it's going to take a while. It's, Do you think we'll see it in our lifetime? Probably not. No? Mm-mm. You don't think so? I think I think people will go to space as like a field trip. Like but, a regular consumer flight into space? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But I don't see them, you know, landing on Mars and, you know, buying a t-shirt kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Mars and all I got was a this stupid t-shirt. <laughs> or like a polished a, Mars right, rock or right. something for 20 bucks. They sell them bottled water as Mars water. Yeah. I do think that we'll eventually find that there was life on Mars. I, I said that really weird. You did. Mm-hmm. It, sounded, it sounded like Myers. So I'm like, yes. Yeah, we're going to create a Myers. Yes, people people do visit the grocery store quite often. <laughs> um, I'm a little more ambitious with that thought. I think, honestly, if things keep going the way that they are, and um, as space travel becomes, I guess, less and less privatized, we could see something like that happen within the next 10 years i think personally there's yeah. no there's no limit to the amount of money that uh elon musk can you imagine that, that seven month car ride to mars yeah 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 first i i definitely could i mean Mm-mm. 
there's there's going there's got to be you know trial runs and things like that for sure but i i could definitely see that happening i could for sure see it happening and i'm glad you can i think it would take a lot longer than 10 years yeah i mean because you got to figure out what they're going to do when they get there you got to figure out building logistics breathing i mean yeah I mean, long-term side effects. Yeah, you. Well, I will say this much: you keep letting Bezos and Musk make as much money as they are making, and let they'll them get continue. themselves to Mars. I don't even think they they want to go personally. I think that they are going to. Um, they're going to leave it to the, the the pros, the actual astronauts, the scientists, and things like that, and they're just going to bankroll it. And then mm. once they make that first private flight to mars and back total recall we're colonizing that joint <laughs> i i can see that it'd just be like that scuzzy place yeah that it, you i i had to i absolutely had to bring that up because <laughs> anytime I... we went we mentioned mars and my mind immediately goes to total recall see i get the marvin martian why i don't know because he's from mars i he? know but, yeah, I was thinking more of the lines that we realized that there was life on Mars at one time and they didn't believe in climate change and it now was. it's a dead, it's a dusty desert. <laughs> planet. That, yeah, I mean, that's, that's very possible. What do, you, what do you think the limitations are or um, the possibilities, I should say? Like, can we, again, this is fantasy booking here. None of us are experts. We're not scientists. But do you think, you know, with enough time and technology that uh, Mars could be because, you know, this is this is what your people are good at. Can Mars be colonized? I think um, I think that's what they're after. I think that I just slipped a colonizer joke in there. You're a colonizer. <laughs> I can't be a colonizer. I but think, you think that's what they're after? I think, yeah, I think that's what they're... I mean, it's a whole planet... Yeah. Uh, to be... Right for the taking. Right, to be used in any way deemed profitable. <clears throat> but I think there's just a lot that they have to consider. And, I mean... There's a lot of things logistically that you'd have to solve before you get yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's outrageous to think that we need to, you know, explore. And I think that's that's where we start kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll get braver as we go. but And I think that Mars won't be what they're after. Yeah. When do you think they're finally going to, like, just tell us, hey, guys, uh, by the by... Aliens are real. I think it would be naive of us to think that we are the only people in in the universe, the universe. Or, or life form, I should say. Yeah, uh, intelligent life form. I wouldn't even give us that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah. we're we're okay. We're like seas, right? Yeah, we 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 just get by. Mm-hmm. But I think. Yeah, I think we'd be naive to think that we're we're not. 
I was reading. E.T. The- <laughs> that's who I want. That's who I want to come. I want E.T. to come. Was he from Mars? No, he wasn't from Mars. I don't think they said where he was yeah, from. Yeah, I don't think so either. Fun fact, though. Uh, I can't remember which Star Wars movie it was, but there is a Star Wars movie that um, there was like a... Uh, I forget what it was. It wasn't like a Galactic Empire meeting. There was some sort of meeting of the Republic or something like that. And there was this wide shot of everybody that was in attendance. And there were creatures resembling E.T. In this movie. And I was like, well, I got to look that up. I can't remember. If y'all know what I'm talking about, uh, comment it. On this uh, on this podcast in the notes wherever you see it, let us know what which Star Wars movie that is. But yeah, there's like ET like creatures floating around. <laughs> what what alien would you like to uh, will into existence? Would I like to will into existence? Yeah. Wow. Um. Elf. No. <laughs> <laughs> Elf was pretty cool. <clears throat> Man, I don't know. Mork. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Mork from Mork and Mindy was pretty cool. Predator? Definitely not Predator, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Why? Why? It's cool. No, no Predator, no Xenomorph. No, you can keep those. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that serves as a point to uh, transition. <laughs> like Predator, we're all dead. <laughs> That's the, that's the intelligent form of life that's like, yo, they just they can't, they can't handle Let's it. Let's just do them a favor and wipe them out. They can't handle it. We need to take care of this right now. That is great. How do you feel about the notion that Uber drivers, um, people who drive for Grubhub or Uber Eats or DoorDash are not employees of those companies? Where do you sit on that? I think they are. You you can't. That's that's pretty shady. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I don't know. You rely on those people to have a business cuz without those people doing the driving and the getting like there is no business. So Right. right. And that makes sense. I don't disagree with your thought pattern at all. Um, but according to Uber, <laughs> the people that drive for them are independent contractors. And that's it. Well, more uh, most recently, I think it was like Thursday, there was a Supreme Court in the UK that ruled against that idea and they ruled in favor of a a few former uber drivers and uh they ruled that people who drive for uber can be classified and this isn't for everybody it only applied to a small group of drivers within that that area um in the uk but they they said that these people can be classified as uber employees and therefore should be eligible for at least minimum wage pay, holiday pay, and vacation time. Right. That blows my mind. That And you know what? Maybe it shouldn't because there's another really big industry that 
that this is common practicing, which we'll touch on that in just a moment. But I, I, I don't understand that thought process. I mean, yeah, it sounds like it's crazy easy to like just sign up and start driving. You know, you don't necessarily have to take you know drug tests or anything like that. Like they just make sure you got insurance and you're good to go. Uh, but still, you know, they are largely in control of everything from that. You know, like if, if you refuse a certain amount of rides or you don't pick up a certain amount of passengers, then they, you know, they can pretty much can you, um, they control the, the fare rates, you know, who makes what and who pays what, and you're, you're driving essentially, at the behest of whatever Uber says, it sounds very much like an employer employee relationship. Yeah. I mean, I think where they can get around that is that most drivers are part time or choose the hours in which they work. Yeah. So that can come into play to where they don't have to pay them, right. the, you know, or offer them the vacation time or whatever. But again, they are controlling the tip. They're controlling the pay. There's nothing contracted about it other than they're using their vehicle and insurance. Right. That's kind of the thing with, with Uber as a whole. Um, you know, there's, there's obvious, um, concessions that they make and i didn't i didn't realize this but uber is not a very profitable business model like they lost i think they reported a net loss of like 6.8 billion dollars last year i'm pretty sure a lot of that had to do with um the sharp decline in travel because of the coronavirus but Um, still, uh, according to, uh, there was an article that I was reading on Forbes, actually, that, um, every single, even before COVID rolled through every single ride that is booked through Uber, um, is, is losing that company money. So it all, it wasn't a profitable business model already. And then if you add into the fact that, okay, now we have to start paying, um, drivers minimum wage and we have to start paying them for holiday pay and, and vacation and things like that. It's, it's starting to sound like, you know, may, maybe they're in a little bit over their heads. Yeah. And maybe it's not a, like, it doesn't know. sound like the, like the business model is sustainable at all. Right. Might not be, especially if they're going to, you know, be qualified that way. And, you know, maybe there is a way around it. I don't know. It, I mean, I can't imagine them being able to make a whole lot of money and enticing drivers to drive their own vehicles around. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, sure, you can skim your, your service fees or your finder fees of people from these drivers, but essentially, <clears throat> if they're just contracted workers, that's not a whole lot of profit in your pocket. Because you have to pay the driver, you have to make sure that they have mileage and um, insurance fees and car 
maintenance and those type of things. I don't know how that plays in either. Well, those sort of things. I mean, you're paying the driver, but car insurance and stuff like that is entirely on the on the driver. Um, So that's what I'm saying, though. So if I'm paying my car insurance and I'm filling up the car and I'm driving to Timbuktu to pick you up, why am I using Uber? Just simply for the app and to find you or to tell me that you need a ride. Yeah, I mean that's that's essentially it. That's that's what the drivers are are doing. That's that's how they're making their money. So that's what I'm saying. Like in order for it to be profitable for me and reasonable enough for you to get on Uber and request a ride, there doesn't leave a whole lot of room to make money for the company itself. For the company itself, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think that's probably where we're going to start to see a little bit of change. But before we talk about that, um, there's a company that is very profitable that relies on a similar business structure, and that is WWE. WWE WWE is going to pick me up from the airport? No, 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 no. They, They treat their talent as independent contractors they do not give them health care they do not pay them as official wwe employees and um i'm i'm wondering if if that was kind of the thought process that went behind the creation of of uber like hey we can do it this way but it wasn't as fully fleshed out because you know wwe is is different in the sense that um well, it was at least, you know, they're taking in a considerable amount of money through live events and things like that. Right. So their profit margin is is a lot higher, let's right. say, than what Uber would be. Um, but they are also in direct control of their talents, bookings and things like that. Like a couple of months ago, there was that big issue of WWE saying no more third party revenue at all. If you're streaming on Twitch, if you're running a YouTube channel, if you got your own podcast, that shit needs to stop. No more. If you don't stop, we're going to terminate you. We're going to fire you. And that kind of left a sour taste in a lot of a lot of talent's mouth. And that is essentially kind of like how Uber does with their driver relationships. Like you have to take this amount of rides to to be eligible for you know the uber driver program or you know if if you're running uber eats or same thing with grubhub or doordash like you have to pick up uh, a certain amount of routes in order to maintain your employment and a lot of people because it's really cheap to start up and there's very very little overhead for them a lot of people do depend on uber drivers um or I'm sorry, on Uber and Grubhub as a primary source of income. Like we we we've, we've right. met people that do that and only that full time. Mm-hmm. So um, moving forward, if Uber in the UK, this small segment of drivers, is going to have to be treated as Uber employees, I'm curious how that is going to affect things in the long term. Um, because it is it, it's fairly priced for you know taking a trip with Uber depending on where you have to go but when you use services like DoorDash when you use services like Grubhub 
like that gets expensive real quick. And if these companies are going to have to start paying out more to their drivers, to their employees, well, there's only one place that that increased cost is going to end up being passed down to. <laughs> you, right? you're hungry as midnight. <laughs> right. And it's like, <laughs> at, at that point, you know, how mu- it becomes a discussion of how much you're willing to pay for convenience. Uh, there's some new research out. Go on. That says um, there is a specific genetic mutation that makes a fifth of us more resilient to cold conditions. So if you live in uh, the cold states like us, um, a fifth of us can handle it a little better than the rest. Um, the genetic mutation helps people conserve energy more efficiently and build up uh, like a resistance to the cold. So they're not feeling the cold the same as their counterparts would. And kind of funny, you know, you know that one person at work or... Um, in the family that's always freezing to death and has to wear like 600 socks and a um, Arctic gear, like uh, my mother yeah, comes to mind. It's me. I'm that person sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And they just can't stand being cold. They probably don't have this mutation. Um, but interesting, it says people lacking and. Forgive me. A actinin three, okay, um, might be better braced for cold water, like swimming and um, wintry weather. Okay, but it could also leave them more vulnerable to obesity and type two diabetes really? if they're inactive. <clears throat> oh, okay. So y- there's a trade-off. Yeah, you're like a seal. <laughs> I think of blubber <laughs> like instantly. Right. Um, so you have that warm fatty coat to keep you warm, but then it also comes with some, some side effects. So you take the good and the bad. Um, it says it also might increase the risk of falling as they get older, because I guess this affects fast twitch fibers in your muscles. um, That's really weird. Yeah. And if you need those speedy muscle movements to catch yourself, Mm -hmm. um, Slows your reflexes. Yeah. So. Wow. It's kind of funny to see the good and the bad. You won't freeze to death, but you'll get fat. Mm-hmm. I mean, which kind of goes hands in. I always make the joke like that I'm insulated like a polar bear because I'm always warm. You know this. I'm a heavy sweater. Yeah, I know this. <laughs> you know this. I'm a heavy sweater, so I wonder. It, it, things like this always make me curious to to see or to to maybe find out how many people have this or don't have this mutation. It would be interesting to see, and I don't know how you would check to f- even find out. I don't even know if you would be able to. Yeah, and, but, and what other things that it might affect outside of like right. temperature, and, and that's just one tiny little thing that they're learning. I mean, there's other mutations, obviously. Um. You know that affects us all. Yeah, and like, is it a is it a recessive sort of trait? Like, is it right. something that's passed down? Is it hereditary? That's what they're they're not sure of. They're still researching um, 
because it's not uh, something they can predict. Like, oh, you lived in, you know, the northern hemisphere for a while. You be, might be more prone. But I, they don't know for sure. So that's really interesting. Wow. One uh, one thing that I had no idea, no inkling, no smattering that it would ever happen because it just seemed like it was destined to last forever. I'm, of course, talking about the civil union between one Kanye West. (laughs) You can't even say it without laughing. I know. I know. It's hilarious. It's not. It's not. I shouldn't laugh at other people's plight, but I I feel like they're both going to be all right one way or another. But uh, Kanye West and and Kim Kardashian are divorcing Mm -hmm. after, I don't know, X amount of years of being together, running a uh, a circus of a, of a marriage over the years. Um, things were seemingly worsened by Kanye's rapid descent into madness. Uh, he has gone on record as saying that he suffers from um, bipolar disorder, which you can kind of see in his behavior. Um, she is a raving socialite um maybe even uh what's that word i'm looking for where you only see how things affect you like a narcissist yeah but the other one i can't think of it right now the other one. sociopath oh you can call her straight to sociopath. yeah yeah i think okay. i might go straight there um yeah it's it's one of those things that I never expected to last long. It was it was it was something to where, you know, from the time that they first got together all the way to, you know, up to the divorce, it was like a weekly thing where I expected to one day wake up and read <laughs> about them getting a divorce or heading to divorce or separation. Um, not that celebrities can't be happy or lead, you know, successful marriages or successful relationships or anything like that. It's just these two people in particular, I felt like it was going to end nasty when it ended and it was going to end at any given moment. I didn't think that they would... I thought they wouldn't last as long as they did. I thought it would be a very superficial kind of marriage. Mm-hmm. But um, now that they've been together for a while and they've got several children. Several babies. Um, I don't, you know, obviously those babies aren't going to have to worry about money. I mean, neither one of them are going to have to worry about financial issues. But maybe, maybe Kanye was massively in debt up until about a year and a half ago. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, but all he's got to do is, you know, drop a few records, start, yeah, or fart in the wrong direction and have people (laughs) take pictures like that sort of thing. Like he could do a gap commercial and be cool. I mean, just because of his celebrity now. Like, he doesn't have to 
yeah. look for a job or worry about, you know, where his next meal is going to come from. That's not ever going to be an issue. Right. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I'm not, like, keeping up with the Kardashians. I'm not keeping up. Uh, nor nor am I. I've never been one to to and, enjoy. And, you know, and I don't mind the mindless TV. And if that's, you know, your cup of tea, you know, so be it. I, I get, you know, why people like those types of shows. Like, it's just something, just a peek inside somebody's life that's never going to be my own. Mm-hmm. Like, to think that. They don't have to worry about money. They're just so far removed from my reality that it's interesting to watch. But in the same same breath, they are also dealing with the other side where they have no privacy. These people, they've invited these people into their homes and their lives. And now, you know, they have to kind of deal with that consequence because it comes with the bad, too. Yeah, and I would imagine, you know, with with news of a divorce, it's probably about to get a whole heck of a lot worse. Maybe. I hope that it's it's civil. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of on shaky ground mentally. Right. So, you know, it's just a lot of things that really aren't my business you know what i mean yeah yeah of of course but it's it's naturally because of who it is it's going to be your business at some point because right. no matter what you try to watch or read or anything like that it will get discussed Cause that's what sells yeah and i mean obviously because we're talking about it right now um an interesting note from that marriage though is that there was in fact a prenup in place and knowing what you know about both of them, and keep in mind that they are both multi-multi-millionaires, well, maybe even billionaires. Who do you think the prenup was there to protect? Both. I think they are both that self-centered, that what's mine's mine, what's yours is yours, and we're going to live together. We're going to have this agreement. I was there is no one that. side there. I mean, yeah. that's split down the middle because she doesn't want anything affecting her brand, just like he doesn't want. There's no overlap there. Yeah, which is weird because, you know, that, I don't know, man, that, that Kardashian brand is something else. And uh, I have kind of a little more mind to lean towards the prenup protecting more her side of things than him it probably will benefit more of her side of things because there's more moving parts on her side you know her kardashian brand is the family right whereas kanye is kanye yeah 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 for sure and i mean you know it's it's not just him no he's, and he's I, got the the yeezy brand and all he's that he's got his hands and things too but you know she's and he's, I don't know. Yeah. I Man, I would really, I would, this is sparking like several interesting thoughts in my head now because now that I've verbalized it, I'm like, man, maybe not because, you know, you got in terms of um, 
branding and in terms of capital and in terms of um ip you know intellectual property maybe 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 kanye does have more under his belt than what i'm because i'm thinking of music i'm thinking of albums i'm Mm -hmm. thinking of songs that he's produced i'm thinking of um albums that he himself has helped produce that weren't his own i'm thinking of the yeezy brand i'm thinking of that deal that he signed with gap not too long ago um like there's a lot of moving parts on his end too and uh i don't know i'd be really curious to see like who this is really kind of dark but like man who would have come out worse if there were no were no prenup on that end i think there would have been a prenup no matter what on both ends you know what i mean yeah you could be right would you sign a prenup it it depends on the situation for sure. If it, if it is a situation to where, um, like us, we so were, I'm Kim Kardashian. You're gonna marry me. You get nothing of mine. Yeah, I would expect you to want a prenup at that point. That's what I was gonna lead into. Like, if we're two regular people, if we're Rob and Maria, we have nothing at the beginning of our civil union, our our marriage. We get together, and one of us is um i guess successful by way of whatever and i'm involved in some way shape or form yeah i guess i maybe i should be entitled to a little bit because i'm there right Mm -hmm. but if rob and maria are getting married and maria is a multi-millionaire multi-billionaire before i existed in your life then yes of course I would expect you to be like, yo, sign this paperwork because you're not going to get in here, say some fancy stuff, and then peace out with half of my fortune. Right. Like that, no, that should never, in, in any circumstance, that should never happen. I wanted to talk for a second about um, cancel culture because. Take my name off that yeah, shit. Yeah, take it, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> that's essentially what happens when you get canceled. People will <laughs> take your name off of shit rapidly. Uh, but the latest, uh, I don't even want to say victim because she, you know, she kind of said some, uh, some, some shitty shit. Uh, <laughs> is, is that a thing? Shitty shit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll call it, we'll call it a thing. Almost so, like a dick. Yeah, being a dick saying shitty shit uh i should make that the title of this episode don't be a dick saying shitty shit and we will get exactly one download uh gina carano Mm -hmm. uh who was a fixture in the first two seasons of the mandalorian essentially got banned from all star wars and disney projects in the future because she made the comparison of being a modern day conservative to being um Jewish during Nazi Germany uh era which is the worst comparison that you can make despite um your employment your your social standing no matter what you do, like, that is a trash take. It is a terrible take. 
and she was subsequently uh, fired and banned. I don't know of a, uh, an instance where you would use that comparison, which it would be like, yeah, that was insightful. Right. Yeah. Like, I can't think of any examples where you could like, use that and mm. somebody would be like, God damn, you're right. We are. We are just like the we are just like the Jewish people back then. Yeah, just like being, just being persecuted for our thoughts. No, I followed her on Twitter. I seen you saw it coming. I seen the <laughs> snowball falling down or that <laughs> shit turd falling down and rolling hill downhill. Yeah, and it was a, a shit storm, if you will. <laughs> yep, yep, and that is. Uh, she was the victim, the most recent victim of, of cancel culture. And rightfully so, I think. This it's, isn't one of those instances where, and if you're not familiar with cancel culture, it is essentially where um, lately modern day society, somebody is essentially um, strung up, publicly lynched, so to speak. For a thought or a feeling or an action or several thoughts or feelings or actions that, you know, they may have recently displayed or executed or even things from their past. Things from 10, 20, 30 years ago, people are are effectively being canceled, losing promotions and book deals and TV shows and endorsements. So she fell victim to that. Rightfully so. You can't say things like that. And think that they are right because they are not. You're you're way off base. But I wanted to talk about just as a whole and, and why you think and probably why I think cancel culture is so uh, fevering right now. Why it is so um, it happens so much and everybody seemingly. And I'm I'm one I I fancy myself a, a, a line stepper. Sometimes I I told the mm-hmm. edge on on you know proper and improper things to say, uh, but I'm also one that is open minded and one that I guess can re- can respect cultures without thinking that I am the be all end all, right? I see a lot of people that seem to bringing it back to that word, like the sociopath thing, you know, it's only about them and how it affects them. I think that it's come down to empathy, like that being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And that comes into play when you post on Facebook or on Twitter or on social media, anywhere where you want to write or you want to, you know, voice your opinion or your emotions or your feeling, your frustrations, your anger, any of that. You want to get it out. It's a strong urge. But then you have to stop and think, whoa, wait a minute. This is something other people are going to see. This is what other people are going to judge me on. This is what might hurt someone else inadvertently. It may come across a different way. 
you know. So that's how I try to approach my social media to where, yeah, you want to call people dicks. You want to call them out and tell them how retarded they are. And in the meantime, you know, somebody else is going to take it a different way and they're going to run with it, especially if you are in the public eye or if you are famous and earning your money from these people who are watching what you do and who you are. So, yeah, if you are saying stuff in poor taste, which it could have been a joke, could have not been what you would say being serious, you're still putting it out there and other people are not going to take it like you. Right. Understandable. With that being said, do you personally, do you think that because a lot of people kind of immediately lean this direction and I used to be one of those people until like I, I, I had to have several discussions with several different people from several different backgrounds before the light bulb came on for me. And I do feel this way still to a certain extent. But do you think that as a whole, we, society, culture, humans, whatever, have gotten a little too soft? Are we too overly offended um, by everything? I mean, at times we might overreact. Like I said, it's it's all about what we're feeling and how we feel and... If we're so offended, you know, they can't step back and say, somebody made a, a shitty joke. Right. Or you sometimes or you just say somebody, shitty things. Somebody says, well, that's something that offended me because I feel this way. Yes. Um, doesn't mean that that person um, is necessarily out to get you or, do you know, I mean, it... It's all in intention and um, how people are, like I said, how people are taking and putting across. Yeah. With so much being in your face, yeah, I think it's easy to get offended or get uh, soft, if you will, or want people to... um, be PC or what have you. I mean, yeah, I would love it to open up, you know, all my social media and it just be unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, and I I think it it goes like now it goes a little bit even beyond social media and social media does play a very large part in I it think because a huge piece. we are we are exposed to way more than we ever because have because i don't necessarily think the same person would go to somebody and say the same things um to someone's face well i mean not necessarily because sometimes people people are are getting in trouble for things that they that they wholeheartedly believe and then they double down on that even after you know public backlash and sometimes it is a thing to where somebody has gotten you know offended and pushed it in front of a larger audience like they take a small issue and and make you know a molehill out of it because they personally were offended but more people weren't 
than actually were. But because they have this platform, the social media to, to push it onto it, it then becomes a bigger deal. And now companies are starting to kind of toe that line too, to where it's like, we don't, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to side with you and alienate our customer base or our fan base. So hey. we have to cut ties. I think a lot of times it comes down to the type of person that you are. Dave Chappelle would be the example of somebody hearing something, a joke that he said, and being more offended than the target of that joke. Right. I think comedy or comedians in general have to offend. It is it's what they do. It's what they do, yeah. And you can't you can't go to a comedy show waiting to be offended. Like you'll get offended. Right. Like it's kind of like it's like playing freaking what's that game that's got awful? Uh You hate so many games at that literally. <laughs> no, the game uh we own it. Is it like a like a board game? It's or? a card game where it's like whoever has the raunchiest thing wins the votes. Oh, uh, it's not jackass or dumbass. No, I know what you're talking about though. The it's like the say anything game or something like that. <laughs> oh god, that's gonna bother me. Anyway, if you go into playing that game mm-hmm. thinking, okay, this is just gonna be so much fun. And, like, they say something, like, you're going to get, like, there's no way of playing that game to where you're not going to feel like, ooh, that is bad. Right. It's bad. It's off color. It's bad taste. It's horrible. Um, That is stuff that um, everybody, I don't know. Like, it's like all, it's all depending on you. Like, if you've been raped, you're not going to find rape jokes funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and how awful that is that somebody would make a rape joke. It happens. Mm-hmm. People are trying to make other people laugh. Just like TikTok tries to do stupid shit. People on TikTok. Yes. Yeah. That's that's generally what people do. They go there just to do weird shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't. It's just. People but you're are, not you're not crusading saying yeah, I don't I'm understand not, TikTok, so nobody should ever use this. Right. You don't understand it, you move on. Yes. People have to kind of have that filter to in front of people or on social media to say, Hey, this might let's let's reel it back a bit. Yeah. Or let's wait to to say whatever you want to say. Or, and then other people on this other end have to say, okay, this was not their intention to target you because you've been raped before and just make your life a miserable hell. Right. It's some other person who thinks that that's funny at the time and it's not, you know, for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think a lot of times that, you know, things like that are are the anomaly, you know, rape jokes and things like that, because it, it gets... Comedy can be so many things. It, it can be uncomfortable. It can be enlightening. It can be um, 
hysterical because comedy is is just like acting in the sense that it is a medium in which we use to kind of shine a light on all of our shortcomings all of our issues we make light of things that we probably shouldn't but it's not coming from a bad place generally now there are times where it does come from a bad place and you can typically tell, you know, the, the people that are, are doing that and saying those sorts of things. And this is why I think it, it's sort of okay. So if you are offended or if you are that person who feels uncomfortable because of the jokes being said, you do not have to support that person saying them. Exactly. And that is perfectly understandable and fine. Yes, I agree with that. But to your point, I think that, again, because of social media and then because of this hypersensitivity or hyper woke or whatever you want to call it, that people no longer know how to just leave it at that. People don't know how to go. I don't like rape jokes. I don't like jokes about abortion. I'm just not going to watch this person. No, it's I'm going to go online and I'm going to write about all the horrible things that this person has said and why you shouldn't support them either. And then they get, you know, enough people by means of gaslighting or whatever the case may be, because most of the time it's it's, they take it to a point to where it's not just something that offended me personally it's like this offended me and it should offend you and if it doesn't offend you you're a terrible person too and then somebody on the other end is like well i don't want to be a terrible person like does that make sense yes and they recruit right right and then it's like you have this whole army of people that are crusading against this person or this cause or this thing or whatever and um it, it winds up being a whole thing when it shouldn't be now to put a bow on it there are scenarios in which case people say or do things that are not okay example comparing shitty conservative views to the plight of jewish people in nazi germany that is not comparable you cannot compare the two whatsoever I think that's it. That's that's all the that's all the rambling I that got. That was in pretty heavy note to end on. I'm just I gonna say. know, I know. That's what I thought. I wanted to be a little different because we always kind of end on those light, fluffy, funny. Oh, by the way, the I call it the squirrel riding the uh, <laughs> riding the jet ski news stories the, the light and fluffy i like light and fluffy uh, but yeah i wanted to dive into stuff a little bit heavier this week and uh hopefully you guys stuck with us throughout us uh trying to process our thoughts and feelings and emotions on the matter and i'm probably gonna hate myself for doing this but uh f- feel free to continue to yeah for for for, for I, I remixed it <laughs> feel free to continue the conversation with us over on uh social media uh, be friendly. <laughs> no, don't. Listen, okay, with me. Comment just, me. Just with me then. I will I will give you a heads up. Yes. I freely use the block button 
And I will. I know how to send report you. Send all your nasty <laughs> yeah. comments. Send me Robbie your, Diesel. Send me your hate at Robbie Diesel on the tweets, on the Instagrams, on the Snapchats, and on TikTok. Make a little video. I will respond to whatever you say. Whatever you say. And if it gets too outrageous, I'll just block you. <laughs> this is that simple. So I don't have to see it. You get to live your life and I will continue living mine. There's going to be a website about you. I know. I know. We just watched that episode of The Simpsons with Homer. <laughs> we only have one listener. Carl's going to make a nasty website of you. No, Carl's good. He's he's all right. He's good peeps. Hi, Carl. Uh, so, yeah. Um, feel free to continue the conversation over on social media. Uh, if you liked this episode of The Curated Culture, then please make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher Radio or Amazon or um, Pocket Casts. However you're listening to this thing, make sure you subscribe. And if you can, make sure that you leave us a lovely five-star review. That helps out our <laughs> algorithm, gets us inside of more ears and in front of more eyes and uh of course as always keep up with us again on the socials i am at robbie diesel virtually everywhere i'm at red one maria in the same spaces almost the same spaces almost the same spaces uh, and of course, keep up with the brand, man. Keep up with the curated culture. You can visit the site, thecuratedculture.com. Uh, make sure you hit up my YouTube, youtube.com slash Robbie Diesel. Tons of excellent content over there. Uh, follow the curated culture at the curated culture on Facebook and Instagram at underscore curated culture over on Twitter. Uh, we love new followers. Uh, I think I have a, a giveaway coming up pretty soon, too. I think I got a couple mm. of Funkos to give away. So what? make sure you stay tuned for that. And as always, thank you guys so very much for listening to the show. We're getting better at doing this weekly thing. This is two weeks in a row that you're going to get a show back to back. <laughs> Don't get used to it. I know. Yeah, yeah. Don't get used to it. It's but amazing. Though. We're working on it. Thank y'all so very much for listening. I am Rob. I am Maria. And we'll catch y'all on the next show. Peace.